The problem does not lie with our proud, hardworking intelligence agencies. It lies in the blindness to their activities by some figures in this government and in some of the senior offices that advise it. The government has gone from one diversion to another for years to deflect its responsibility in tackling this scourge of foreign interference that has limited the privileges of several members of this House. They are being willfully blind to attacks on our parliamentary democracy, Mr. Speaker. That's Aaron O'Toole, now former conservative because he's not running again. But that was his goodbye speech a couple of months ago. And here we are, like, what's the holdup? Other than the Trudeau government hoping an inquiry goes away and all this Chinese interference, what is, what is, the, what is the delay? Because all of this is not going away. We heard uh, in just the last couple of weeks, Michael Chong has yet again been targeted. And then Sam Cooper's piece in the Bureau, two-part investigative piece, confirms that WeChat uh, was weaponized in Canada's 2021 election to hurt the Conservative Party. So it validates Aaron O'Toole's claims that uh, his former Conservative MP Kenny Chu was uh, harmed by disinformation campaigns. And then, and then he's got another report about Beijing also controlling local Chinese media here, a, a sophisticated, massively funded scheme targeting mainstream outlets and seeking to control, quote, key media entities to control, influence Canadian media and help elect politicians friendly towards the Chinese Communist Party and its interests. So the information's out there. The evidence is out there. All of it's out there. And no one is doing anything here in this country. It is mind-boggling. Let me bring in Mr. Sam Cooper. He is with the Bureau and uh, keeping busier than ever. Thanks for joining, Sam. Thanks for having me, Alex. So I want to go back to the first piece that you talked about, just so we have a bit of a chronology. You dropped a piece about a week ago, and it was on the Chinese uh, media in this country. And you talk about, you know, the fact that China essentially controls this and the message to our, our diaspora communities here in this country. Yes, uh, I cited in that report four different sets of national security records, which I reviewed. Uh, I interviewed people with awareness, including, including in the Chinese Canadian community. And really, yes, it's a, it, it is shocking to say, but what an October 2022 CSIS report, which details the many ways that Beijing has interfered in our recent elections uh, at all levels, uh, it details that there is, according to CSIS and people in the community, a total level of control in Chinese language media in Canada. The implications of that are shocking. Uh, some people have suspected this type of activity, but to have the intelligence uh, that I reported that CSIS believes this is across the board and that uh, we've heard so much, Alex, as you know, from mm. my reporting about Chinese diplomats allegedly clandestinely funding uh, election interference networks supporting candidates, this uh, new intelligence uh, reveals that these same diplomats in Toronto and Vancouver are allegedly controlling Chinese language journalist associations to the level of uh, there are there's no diversity in reporting in the Chinese language media and uh, a well-placed source with awareness of these very concerning investigations indicated to me 
the control of media is a big part of CSIS's ongoing election interference investigations. And uh, there was a case where uh, a politician uh, years before the 2019 election, which is, you know, subject of a lot of my reporting, a politician was uh, presented to Chinese language journalists as one that they should secretly get behind because, uh, as uh, my source said, the, uh, this politician, Beijing, wanted them to rise in the government. And so uh, there's no other way to put it. But Chinese language journalists are tasked to give secret support. This is one of the ways that uh, it's not only the allegations of secretly funding favored candidates, it's putting uh, media's power. And, you know, media is an expensive business, mm-hmm. putting that power behind the politicians that Beijing wants in office. It's not only Beijing interfering in media in Canada, but it's mostly Beijing. And uh, this is why I say, you know, in my editorial view now, I can speak very assertively. Uh, I think this is one of the most important parts of the election interference story the con- total yeah. control of Chinese language media, and also deep efforts to influence mainstream media. Yeah, and, and no question about it. you got to wonder, where's the CRTC? Um, this should be already a conversation underway because you already raised these questions before. You know, they should be, uh, their licenses should be gone, you know, if, if they're investigating this. Having said that, then there's also concerns, um, and, and the committees looking into this have been, you know, very concerned about the national security risks, not, not just of TikTok, but of WeChat, because WeChat has clearly been weaponized by the Beijing uh, regime, and they are wreaking havoc with their their messaging. And the latest would be Mr. Chong, who he wasn't even running, but there were by-elections in June. And and again, this misinformation campaign was launched against him. Um, And again, so we've got MPs, you know, being targeted. And then we've got, where's the action, Sam? Like, I don't understand. We have so much out there now, so much out there from your reporting from the Globe and Mail, and there's zero urgency to get any of this investigated. Yeah, I would um, I would lean on one of the, the findings of my recent story on WeChat, again, as your opener uh, really supports. Mr. O'Toole, in, in one of his last speeches, if not last speech, said, there's been willful blindness at the top of this government to what really it's widely, uh, widely known now, widely read from myself and the Globe and Mail, that one party was attacked by Beijing. Yeah. Uh, the Trudeau government has been very reticent to acknowledge that. I, I actually read a, a good editorial recently from a, a media outlet saying a key part of an interference inquiry would have to be to ask mm-hmm. the elephant in the room question, has the Trudeau government ignored PRC interference because it's electability is being directly supported by this interference. That's just a a very powerful question that needs to be answered. I would say that, look, uh, my recent report citing this October 2022 documentation uh, supports exactly what Mr. O'Toole says. CISA told him that the Conservative Party was attacked. This is egregious. It has to be addressed. It's not being addressed. But one more point here. This documentary finding directly opposes what the former special rapporteur reported. He came, his report said there was uh, nothing to this uh, intelligence allegation, I think he would have called it, that the Conservative Party was targeted, or that uh, what Mr. O'Toole and Mr. Kenny Chu said, that they were targeted in WeChat. Mr. Johnson said, no, didn't happen. He relied on evidence from this uh, quote-unquote site uh, you know, election threat monitoring uh, body 
that the Trudeau government constantly points to as finding no evidence of interference in the WeChat case and others in 2021. Mr. Johnston, it can't be said any other way. He's relying on uh, debunked evidence, talking points for this government. And uh, my recent report just puts to bed, really, I would say, any credibility he has on that specific point, that there was no Beijing campaign to uh, go against the Conservatives. Yeah. And the bottom line is, you know, you can see all the leaders campaigning, you know, they're out there glad handing and we're going to get into another parliamentary session. There's so much out there. You've got CSIS operatives saying, look, you've got to get those cabinet documents. You've got to have transparency on this. You write about Australia basically lives, eats and breathes this uh, threat 24 hours, seven days a week. We are doing nothing. We are literally doing nothing. Do you get the sense that this government thinks they cannot do anything and yet hold another election? Well, there's a lot going on there. I mean, it, we would have to take a step back and say we can't deny that uh, our prime minister, you know, politically, he's been very, as he should be. Uh, the evidence is that he and his office, this this all runs through the prime minister's office. They're the ones that have been warned, you know, since 2015 that this threat was ramping up, up under Xi Jinping. It had been there for a, a decade or more. But it just ramped up while Mr. Trudeau has been in office and he's done essentially nothing. So this has hurted. I would think this is one of those things that that voters are starting to say, hey, it's been eight years. Uh, Can we really, you know, uh, renew this relationship? So I just don't think that uh, he's very eager to call an election at the same time. I don't think that he and his office of close advisors have any one part of one iota of them wants to have a public inquiry. So I just think it's in their political interest to keep ragging the puck. But as I talked to the expert, Charles Burton, the former diplomat uh, for Canada in Beijing, he points out very rightly that, look, all of the major Mm -hmm. parties have, quote unquote, friends of China. Those would be people that uh, weren't uh, criticizing Beijing's, you know, uh, human rights abuses while they were in parliament and, you know, what do you know? They get cozy, uh, you know, board seats or or business opportunities uh, with Chinese linked entities when they're out of office. Mr. Burton yeah. just doesn't like you and I, I think he doesn't see a lot of across the board political will at this point, although we do here have the, uh, the conservative party probably being uh, the strongest one saying there has to be a look at this, a deep look focusing on Beijing. And, you know, Alex, I. Uh, you know, not this is not partisan. That would be in total agreement with what our allies, you know, in Australia and United States say. Uh, you need we, Canada is is just out of line in not looking at Beijing's attacks on our democracy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It should be country first, but uh, we're not getting that. And I think it's uh, very angering to Canadians. Nonetheless, I'm certainly glad you're writing on it. You write on it all the time. It's not stopped. So uh, we'll talk again. Sam, very much appreciate it. Thanks, Alex. Sam Cooper, and if you want to continue reading, he is and has started the Bureau, and they are dropping bombs. Worth the price, but certainly lots of headlines coming out of there.